everyone welcome back to sweet wine and dry humor i'm kylie and i'm krista and we're two college besties who drink wine and talk about all things real world women and hot news all while adding our own sarcastic twist let's drink disclaimer If you hear dogs barking in the background or playing with their toys or making some noise, don't come at us. We're recording in the house because it's really the only place we can record right now. So we're human. Just deal with it. And another disclaimer, we do not promote underage drinking in any way on our podcast. So when we say let's drink, if you're under 21, you better be grabbing your water. Episode note. So Kylie and I are actually the last year of millennials According to PewResearch.org, 1981 to 1996 for Millennials and Gen Z starts in 97. I know it's usually a huge topic of controversy, but we proudly stand as Millennials. Do with that what you will. Yeah, and with (laughs) that, so today's episode, we are going to start talking about Millennials in the workplace and women in the workplace. Sign up before that. The wine we're drinking for this episode is from Deer Creek Winery. It's called White Sizzle. It's a nice sweet white wine with also some like, it's like sparkly. like Yeah, but it's not overpoweringly bubbly. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's really nice. It's the wine Mike and I drank the night we got engaged, so I'm partial. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm partial to the wine. (laughs) Alrighty, so the first segment we're going to bring up today um, about millennials in the workplace and also women in the workplace is about the stereotype of us being labeled as lazy. Krista, I'm going to let you start with this one. I get so frustrated, you know, because everyone thinks, you know, millennials are lazy, but I also find that that's really, I mean, in some cases, I guess it's true, depending, but I feel like we're the most hardworking generation of a lot, you know. I think we get that stigma of laziness because we will quit our jobs, but it's not to quit our jobs because we don't want to work. It's because if we're not happy there, we don't settle, you know. I find that older generations kind of get set in their 9-to-5 job, and they just deal with it. They're going to sit there and moan and complain about it, but they deal with it. Millennials will actually quit a job because they're not happy knowing that they can go forward and do something else that is going to make them happy and challenge themselves in that way and take leaps of faith that no one else would. Yeah, something I've noticed through, like, not even working all the jobs that I've worked, but also going through school is that there's a lot of poor communication about what people expect out of each other. And I feel like when you don't talk about that right off the bat, it's very easy to just, like, do the bare minimum and leave. I mean, I'm not a bare minimum type of person, but when my responsibilities aren't labeled out to me from the beginning, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm going to do what everybody else is doing and then I'm going to go home. Like, it's not my fault that I'm, you know, being expected of more, but I don't know what that more is to do. Right. And I find, too, sometimes, like, not necessarily in a 9-to-5 job, but even jobs that I worked throughout high school and college, that you you can never do enough. It's like... And I have no problem, like, I'm not sitting there expecting to be praised for everything that I do, but, you know, I'm doing all of these extra things, and then, oh, well, go do this, you need to do that, or this, or, and it's like, I, I just did all of the stuff that no other employee will do. It's like, almost like, if you give someone an extra inch, they take a mile. Like, I would always feel horrible 
and this is the horrible part, is I would feel horrible because my job would call me and say, you know, can you take these hours, you know, something came up where they don't want them or they want that day off. And even though I already worked four to five days a week on top of being a full-time college student, I would feel guilty. And I think that that's a lot of the problem too is like, that's not lazy. You know, you're considering me lazy because I'm saying no to coming in and taking that shift. But in reality, I'm a full-time student. I work four to five days a week. I need to make time for myself and I need to make time for my homework. Exactly. Like, I also, you know, understand that and I feel it on a personal level. I feel bad when I get asked to come into work and I say no, but, you know, there's a certain point where you have to draw a boundary with your job because while that's, like, a large majority of who you are as a person, that's not the entirety of yourself. And jobs totally take advantage of it, too. They, They do. And, I mean, I understand when they need help and it's hard to, like, find people. And, you know, I, I help when I can, but I also feel like, you know as we said in previous podcasts, that, like, my mental health is, like, super important to me, and I feel like that's something I neglected in the past, so, like, me saying no is probably for the better, you know? I, it's just, I, I don't understand the whole, like, lazy, because I, if I'm, like, praising myself on anything, it's my hard work ethic, and I, I work hard, not only on the front lines, but also behind the scenes, too. Like, I have no problem going home and, like, making sure I'm staying updated on the latest research or making sure that I've, like, gotten all my work done. But I feel like that's not always a thing with people who are in the older generation. And I don't... I think that's something they don't understand is that we go home and do more work on top of what we already do at work. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, especially in our field that we're at, I feel like we have some clients that'll come in like just even in general being in the health field like we don't ever leave work at work so for you to just call and say that we're lazy like you don't know the amount of research and continuing education that we do at home to make sure that Mm -hmm. we stay up to date on the best for you you know there's some whether that be doctors salesmen any sort of field some people are just so set in their ways and the world's constantly changing and you know it's almost like we feel entitled because oh you're saying this like you know it's a fact well it is a fact we're educated in that we're continuing our education things are changing so if we contradict you you know we're not doing it out of you know entitlement or vanity we're doing it because we're trying to better the world as well as ourselves with what we're learning I think a lot of the times too it's hard because I feel like a lot of people are just okay with tucking their heads and kind of letting it go and living their life day to day as to where, you know, our confidence as millennials with our knowledge, because, I mean, I think that our age group is some of the hardest working and most motivated people. I mean, look at all the medical and world and economic advances that have been made since, you know, the 80s. I mean, even in the last five years, how much has changed. And I think sometimes our confidence in knowing our knowledge and knowing our facts and trying to better ourselves, our workplace, our lives in general and the world can come off as arrogance and I think that that's a giant misconception like none of us are trying to be arrogant jerks we're just trying to make the world a better and more positive place I think it's just rude also to think that we're just automatically arrogant about what we think like I feel as a millennials we come from a place of we're trying to communicate better and we're trying to help the world as a whole but when people older than us or in a different generation don't see that like we just take giant steps back as it is and another thing that 
I feel as though we um, don't have a problem doing is leaving a nine to five job if we're mm-hmm. not happy. Like, yep. I I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with leaving a job if you feel as though it's not meeting your goals, not meeting your expectations. Like, it's not vibing with you and who you are as a person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I feel as though the older generation labels us as, like, flaky or unreliable Mm -hmm. because we're willing to leave so easily. And I can see, like, I will kind of defend the boomers (laughs) on this point only because... I can see leaving a job if you're not happy, but you also kind of want that sense of security. Like, I've never been one to just leave a job without having a backup plan. Right. There, or saving enough to knowing that I could live X amount of months or X amount of years on this budget until right. I find the job that makes me happy. But I kind of agree in the aspect of, if I'm not happy, I'm going to leave. I'd rather work a little bit harder, find my way and get a job that I'm be ecstatic to go to every day like I do now. Right. Then have a job, which I've been there, where you come home miserable because you hate it. So right. I mean I think it's I think it's hard too because a lot of it kind of moving on to another point that I saw here, um, is with millennials, you know, we're always kind of stigma to oh you're on your phone all the time you don't do anything you don't socialize blah 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 well whenever we're out with friends or even in general work it's not like we sit there on our phones all day you know right I think a lot of the times too it doesn't help that you have these people that are in their early 20s or teenage years that are posting all these wildly inappropriate things on social media you know I think that also gives a lot of people bad rep because you know oh well that's unprofessional how can they be a professional in the workplace if they're posting photos like that well that's their choice maybe their job doesn't have social media requirements or restrictions right like if anyone went on my social media you wouldn't find anything just like they wouldn't yours but we also have very I mean all jobs are important but we have jobs that are on a more professional level public level yeah yeah no I agree two points I want to make about that I mean going back to talking about like leaving a job so easily my biggest issue with that is like if I hate a job so much like it's not fair to me moving forward to be in that miserable situation and it's not fair to the company itself moving forward like if I'm like visibly annoyed to a you know, whoever I'm working with that I hate working there. Like, that's not good for the company itself at all. And I think the thing with social media nowadays is that, you know, unfortunately there is a large audience on social media. And with that, I feel like a lot of companies feel the need to promote themselves on social media. And, you know, that's fine because that's where business is going these days so when we're on our phones all the time like honestly starting this podcast I never imagined how much we needed to brand on social media but if we wanted to make it anywhere if we wanted to like get the word out you that's what you have to do and you know I'm I'm so sorry to the boomers that like that's how the The world works billboards and newspapers are over but we're just like branding and expanding and like that's just how the world works anymore and if you want to get out to the younger generation the gen z better uh generation that's what you have to do you have to go on social media and you have to promote your business yes and with that we're gonna take a break drink break cheers
You know what I can't stand? Razor burn, not getting close enough shave, and the outrageous price of razors anymore. That's all solved with Billy. Billy is a company truly for women, and they'll actually mail razors and everything you need for shaving right to your front door. For $9, you can get your starter kit where you get your razor handle, two razor blades, and a shower mount, and it comes right to your door for you. Then after that, you can choose your subscription time, whether that be one, two, or every three months, and they'll send you four more blades. Billy's also awesome because they have a bunch of other things that you can add on. I personally just got the magnetic travel case where you don't have to take your razor blade off. It actually is magnetic, clips in, and has a ventilation system so that way it doesn't get all moldy, musty, and sticky while you're traveling. So go ahead and check out Billy yourself and tell us what to think. Alright, and we're back. And next up, we're actually going to have a little bit of a Q&A discussion. Um, Kylie reached out to some of our colleagues and friends and asked their views on this whole topic. So we're going to share those and discuss some of those. And if you guys have any comments or questions or any thoughts that you would like to share, you know, let us know. We have an Instagram now. You can check us out on Instagram. You can email us. And, you know, we want to get you guys interacted on this. So, Maybe your questions and answers can be on the next podcast. Yeah, like Krista said, I reached out to some of my good friends and I asked them, you know, what is one stereotype among millennials or even women in the workplace that really bothers you or something that you're willing to fight against? And, you know, my one friend Harper, um, she said that being a millennial, we're labeled as sensitive, but then being a woman, we're labeled as even more sensitive, (laughs) which... Personally, I have issues with that because I am a sensitive person. I, I take things to heart, but I don't understand why that's a bad thing. Like, I don't understand why I can't feel emotion. Yeah, and I think that a lot of the time women are stereotyped as sensitive, but I mean, I don't think it's a gender or sexuality thing. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's male or female being sensitive. I think it's just someone's personality. And I feel like a lot of the times, too, women in the workplace aren't taken seriously because they're like, oh, you're acting with your emotions and not logic, blah, blah, blah. And I'll refer back to the 30 or the 73 Vogue questions. Excuse me, Brian, my uterus is not talking. It is my brain. Thank you very much. Next! Okay. <laughs> no, I, I love that point because I just, I you know, I again, I like, I don't understand why being sensitive is a bad thing. I feel like it's comparable to being super aggressive or argumentative, which men are oftentimes labeled as. And that's deemed as powerful. Exactly. And driven and motivated. But really, they're just angry ass. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I take my work personally and, like, I'm willing to, like, dive deep and, like, get into that sort of emotion for it. And you wonder why everybody, you ever notice when you go to a lot of places, Everybody, whether it be male or female coming in, they would rather work with a woman than a male. I see that a lot. I do too, honestly. I mean, I get it. I feel as though, I, I mean, personally, I get that, like, but the both of us are very easy people to work with. Like, yeah. I mean, I we, we're, we're relatable and yeah. we understand that people have different opinions than us. And so we are not arrogant. No. We are good people. One time, um, in an interview, I had somebody label me as confident but not cocky, and that was oh, that's a good. That was a really good way to describe new slogan for women everywhere: confident, Confident, not not cocky. cocky. 
Alrighty, moving on. So, my friend Lexi um, said that she really gets upset about people saying that they don't know how to talk on the phone, millennials specifically. And to piggyback off of that, I often get um, people noting on millennials don't know how to email properly. And I have issues with that because I don't know how many email I've sent a lot of emails in the past couple months since I've graduated and been on this like job market job searching process. Do you know how many times I've had people either A, not email me back or B, email me with one word answers and it drives me insane. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I mean, I don't know if this is considered old fashioned, but I prefer phone calls over emails. I feel like everything's so digital now. Like I would prefer whether it be going to a job, calling someone professional, another business to try and network with them. I'd rather pick up the phone because then they at least have a voice and they can tell my tone. I feel like through an email, it's so monotone. And it is hard because it could go to spam. People don't know the tone that you're using. You could be coming off aggressive, but in reality, you're just talking. So, I mean, but I also feel like whenever we were in high school and even college, I'll even go as far to say college, you know, we were taught things about, quote, interviews or jobs, but we were never taught how to properly word everything to each different situation. We were told to remain professional, but, you know, it's kind of hard because there wasn't really a specific guideline to it. I agree, and oftentimes I feel weary about sending emails because if somebody doesn't respond to me, I'm like, well, are you not, did you read it and not respond to me or did you just not get it? Get it right. That way with the phone call, I can at least like call the place and if they send me to a voicemail, I can at least identify that like this is the correct person I'm speaking to. I've done job interviews or job positions where I've inquired. I've seen them like on on Indeed Mm -hmm. and I've actually picked up the phone and called the company if it was a local office and I said, you know, I saw your um, ad on Indeed for a job. Right. Do you mind if I just if I print out my resume and my portfolio and I actually bring it into you and hand it to you that way along with my application? That way you have a physical copy of it instead of a computer. That's what I'm more comfortable with. And they actually said it was very rare that anybody did that anymore because everyone's so afraid to go and talk in person. I will say right. that is the one thing I think the negative side to technology kind of taking over is our face-to-face, person-to-person between Zoom calls and everything. All of that is so has declined so much. Yeah, Especially with COVID, too. I mean, I think that job interviews in person are going to be a thing of the past. And honestly, with the way COVID and everybody working remotely, I think a lot of in-person jobs, unless you work directly with people, I feel like those are going to kind of trickle off, too. I agree. Definitely. The next point, um, I asked my friend Marissa um, about millennials in the workplace. Marissa and I always have really good conversations and, like, really good mature adult conversations, so I was excited to Uh, ask her about this. Um, Marissa said that a couple things that she has noticed about millennials or women in the workplace is that oftentimes the excuse is given as, quote, we're just millennials, end quote, or we're too eager slash willing to jump onto things too easily. And I think that kind of brings it back to the point where we were talking about we're more easy to job hop and I hate the word job hop because right. it's not like we're trying to like get in get out of a place really easily yeah 
but I feel I'm like we're just not willing to settle. Yeah, but like, what is the timeline to consider it? Not job ha- hopping. So am I gonna start a job three weeks later? I hate it. Yeah. Do I have to wait six months in order to be considered an established, mature adult and then switch? Why would I sit there and be miserable? Right. I mean, I'm not yeah. a hard person to please. No. Yeah, I feel as though, you know, a lot of the times when you go into interviews, people say, like, it takes the first, like, 10, 15 seconds to really know a person and see if you like them or not. So, after a week, if I'm like, this job just, like, isn't for me, like, why is that, why is that a bad thing? Or I feel like, too, sometimes when we go in, you know, we get, you know, bashed for job hopping. But I've been into multiple interviews where they hype this job so much like they're gonna make it like it's perfect it's exactly what you're looking for because they read your body language and what you want you know because they ask you what do you want from this you tell them and then they reciprocate it exactly in your perfect little box of what you want and then you get and they use it to hook you and then you're there and it's nothing like it so why would I you know sit there and lower my expectations and myself to something that I'm not comfortable with or something that I don't find fulfilling. Exactly. I just want to, like, say that as a qualified, empowered woman, that there is no issue with saying, I'm better than this, and I don't need to settle for this. Confident, not cocky. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... Yep. It's just one thing that I always feel as though... As women, we're kind of deemed as, like, you know, empowerful, and we'll kind of just, like, take it be like, oh, she's a woman, so, I mean, maybe we should yeah. hire her because she'll stay here for long and not say anything, and I feel like that's such a misconception because women now need to be more empowered than yes. ever to stick to their mind and say what yep. they need to say. And I feel like people say, oh, she's a woman. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, no, it's a woman. We're awesome. We are badass females that have literally jumped over every every obstacle throughout history. I agree. And still continue to. It's... I'm proud to be a woman. Me too. Everybody should be. Exactly. And, you know, and if you're with, even if you're with a guy or your friends or you're around guys that are like, ugh, you're a woman, dump them, whether that be as a friend or anyone. You don't need that kind of, you need someone to be like, hell yeah, you are a woman and that's awesome. I'm proud of you because you're going over obstacles and you're crushing it. Stick up for yourself and if you don't feel confident to stick up for yourself, DM us or email us, and we will we'll give do you the confidence to speak <laughs> Don't up worry. for your Don't worry. Aunt and Kylie will be on the next flight to you. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Moving on. So, I asked my friend London. Um, London's one of my bridesmaids. She's one of my greatest friends <laughs> from PA school. I asked her, and she said that the one thing that she has heard is that millennials are young and dumb, and we have no experience. I mean... Partially true about the experience. I mean, we're young. <laughs> and we are young people, but why is that an excuse for anything? Retinal. We're not dumb. No. We're far from dumb. I feel as though millennials are some of the smartest people out there. Yeah, and I also feel like our college degree and thousand dollars of student debt also say differently. Yeah, our bachelor's degree, you know, we went through four years of schooling for this, but... I just feel as though, like, that's so... I I feel like that's such an insult to call somebody dumb. But also with the whole inexperience thing, you know, there have been jobs or even, like, 
before our whole business endeavor began. You know, you're preached throughout college. You need to immediately go to grad school. You need to immediately go to grad school. I had no idea what I wanted to do in grad school. Yeah. I applied because I was pressured by a specific professor to apply, and I did, and I didn't get accepted, and honestly, I think that's the best thing that happened. But... I was the type of person where I called them and asked why. Not trying to be like, oh, well, why didn't you? Exactly. I wanted to know what I could do to better myself. Uh, Driven, millennial woman. Thank you. And they said, you know, it was because you need experience. Well, then you go to get experience, and a lot of the jobs say you need experience, you need experience. But how are you supposed to get experience if these jobs are telling you that you need to have experience before you even go in. Yeah, that's one of the greatest, like, issues I'm dealing with right now. I mean, I completely agree with you. The whole issue on, like, going to school and furthering your education, it just so happened that the degree and the career I wanted to go into required more education. If that degree didn't require more education, I wouldn't have gone to it. Like, right. I, I just feel as though you shouldn't be so pressured to go on to further education if that's not something you want, want to, to do. do. Or even college. Like, it exactly. doesn't mean, like, there's such a stigma, you know, go to college, go to, go to high school, go to college, you know, either continuing going to school or getting a job immediately. Some of the most happiest and hardworking people I know didn't even take a day of classes after high school. Right. No, I completely agree with you. Like, my dad didn't go to college, and he has such a successful business right now. And my mom has her associate's degree, and she's thriving so much in her job right now. And, like, that's great for them. Like, that's amazing. If that's something I could have accomplished, like... I would have done the same thing. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, people are like, oh, if you didn't go to college, you're uneducated. You're that small-minded to think that college is for everybody. You know, if you're someone that is more hands-on or someone that, you know, likes a certain thing, because there are some trades that you can't learn in college, why would you be miserable, go into thousands of dollars of stupid debt to, what, get a job that you hate, the typical 9-to-5 boomer job? Yeah, uh, no thank you. No thanks. Yes, I completely agree. So, the last topic I am going to bring up is what um, the answer Mike gave to me. Mm-hmm. And he said that he, the thing he hates about millennials in the workplace, a good stereotype, is that we're all the same and we want everything handed to us. And instead uh, of discussing this topic, I am actually going to twist it a little bit. Krista, what makes you the perfect candidate? What makes me the perfect candidate? What makes you special and what makes you the perfect candidate? For, like, a job? Exactly. Okay. And Um, and makes you not be the same as everybody else. I mean, I can't even say... I feel like some people have things handed... I work hard for everything that we have. Like, anything. I mean, on top of, you know, going to school full-time, I also worked almost full-time hours. I work 30 hours a week on top of being a full-time college student. Right. Plus trying to balance family life and family health issues. But I think for, like, a job specifically is, like, I give my all in everything. And that kind of goes along with millennials getting handed everything. Like, I give my all in every aspect, whether that be something for myself and Julio or for my family, or for even a stranger. Like, especially in a job, 
You know, sometimes we'll have clients come in and I will literally go on a research rabbit hole. I just wanted you to give yourself a compliment because I feel as though nowadays... Hashtag women empowerment! Yes! I feel like nowadays (laughs) we always talk bad on ourselves and always feel as though, like, why we aren't perfect, but I I just wanted you to give yourself a compliment because I know I completely agree with yourself. And I... I do agree that you always give it your your all, whether it's in a job or a friendship. Like you're oh, always giving oh, you're it gonna to make me cry. Yeah, don't shed yeah. that one power that tear, one, the one dramatic tear. Like I can usually hold them in pretty good, and then my eyes get super watery, and then there's just one single tear that <laughs> just rolls down my face. I just wanted you to give yourself um, a compliment because I feel like you deserve it. Okay. Okay, Krista. We're flipping it around. What makes you the perfect candidate? I feel as though that I have a compassionate side that is above no other. Yes. I really, digging deep, I really, really, really care about other people's feelings. And I I really care about other people being okay. That's right. Dig those roots in. Yeah, I just, I don't know. (laughs) If somebody, if I know somebody's not okay, I want to know why they're not okay. And then I want to give them a compliment as to why I think they're the best person ever. I don't know. I just, I like to pride myself on that. No, Mm -hmm. you do. And it's not even just in the, like you said with the whole friendship thing. It's like, that's the truth though. And you can tell like, when you know someone too, you have such like a keen intuition about it. Like, even if you've met the person for a couple, not even a couple days, you can pick up on it. All I have to do is even in text, which this is impressive guys, even in a text, Kylie can tell if I'm off and she'll Mm -hmm. message me and be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Like, she's so yeah. good about it, and I usually feel like I try to stay pretty poker face about things, because I hate bothering other people with my problems. I do, too. But she always cracks me, like a freaking egg. I just feel as though I want to know why somebody's not okay, and then I want to tell them yeah. why they're not being ridiculous, but why, like, that's a little bit... Yeah, and you don't, like, pry in a nebby way. No. Like, you I... pry because you genuinely care, not because you want to be like, oh, what's wrong? I never want somebody to feel like they have to tell me what's wrong, but I always want somebody to know, like, if they need to vent, that they can always come to me, and it's never a nuisance to tell me yes. what's wrong. And that being said, we are always here for any of you guys, you know. Being a woman, especially in today's society, is pretty shitty sometimes it's not easy so if you ever need anybody to talk to or have any questions you know email us we have no problem talking with you guys about it i mean that's why we're here all the women kind of need to join together so let's do that with that being said you found a wonderful quote about millennials women i would just like you to share it with us i did so this is such a cool quote i found this and it kind of stuck with me let me clear my throat cough the wine out yeah (laughs) Live the life of your dreams. When you start living the life of your dreams, there will always be obstacles, doubters, mistakes, and setbacks along the way. But with hard work, perseverance, and self-belief, there is no limit to what you can achieve. That is by Roy T. Bennett. That's such a great quote to live by and just to take in, absorb, and... You need Live to, your best life. Yeah, and if you ever need to hear it, just come to this episode in the last, like, three minutes and just, you know kind of do that but with that you know until next time i feel like we we did our due justice here yeah i'm feeling real i mean i'm feeling especially I'm, I'm great feeling empowered like this hashtag women like let's yeah. let's get out there and let's make a difference yes i hope you all feel the same way and until next time guys see you later bye